At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. A computer tomography angiogram, otherwise known as a CT angiogram, is a mouthful to say, but this procedure can be a very useful tool for patients having heart problems. My guest today is Dr. John Lesser. He's a cardiologist and the director of cardiovascular CT and MRI from Minneapolis Heart Institute. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lesser. So to begin, tell us what a CT angiogram is. Sure. Well, thank you. Nice to be here. A CT angiogram is... A test that's done is, it generally is an outpatient. You require an IV, and you get into a CT scanner, and the scanner is a special kind of scanner that's very, very fast, so it can stop the motion of the heart. You inject IV dye or contrast in the IV, and then by timing it properly, you fill up the arteries of the heart, and you can see the artery, the lining of the wall of the arteries of the heart, and the area that carries blood, so you look for blockages, as well as plaque that's in the wall of the artery. Is this considered an invasive procedure, and does it hurt? Yeah, good point. Well, it is a non-invasive procedure, which is good. Uh, You might feel hot when they give you the contrast, so it wouldn't hurt except you have to put an IV in. So once you're doing this, and because you're in a CT scanner, are you then able to follow up with an an angioplasty at the same time, or is that a whole separate procedure? Right. That's a whole separate procedure. So what a coronary CT angiogram is designed to do is to make a diagnosis, is your symptom related to the heart, and then how bad is it and where is it, or are symptoms really from something else? The idea of being able to fix the problem, you have to be in a completely different spot, and that would be during an invasive procedure. So how is a CT angiogram different than the standard angiogram? Okay. Well, a a standard angiogram, you numb the skin in the leg or the arm, and you thread a tube up in your artery, not in the vein, and that tube then gets up into the arteries that feed the heart. And then you inject... IV, or you inject contrast directly, and that outlines the arteries. And you look around in multiple angles to see where a blockage might or might not be. And the ability to see the blockage is very, very good when you do a direct injection. The coronary CT angiogram is a little different, and that's where you inject it in the vein, the contrast floats around the body, and then you time it properly, and you're able to see the the arteries themselves, but the value in addition with the CTs, you can see the wall of the arteries. With the invasive angiogram, you see the inside of the artery where the blood flows. And you can get a better sense sometimes of how what the long-term risk might be of a future heart attack by getting the CT angiogram and as opposed to the invasive angiogram. But they're really the invasive angiogram is designed to make a definitive diagnosis. Do you have a severe blockage? and to be in a position to fix it at the same time. What a wonderful explanation. It's absolutely fascinating. How do you determine if a patient should receive the CT angiogram? Are there certain parameters by which you go where you can tell somebody, I'd like to do this first? Yeah. Uh, So if you don't know for sure that the problem is from the arteries of the heart and that it needs fixing, 
you'll do the non-invasive test first because there's no risk or minimal risk. And by doing the non-invasive test, then you can make your judgments uh, much better educated. And sometimes all you'll need is medication and that you don't need to go on to the next step, even if the blockage is the cause of the symptoms. So if a patient doesn't have any symptoms, but they're curious about their risk of heart disease, would they get this type of angiogram? How do you determine whether or not, could this become a new screening method, doctor? Yeah, that's a really good point. When you do a screening test, it has a, there are different things about a test uh, that you need. One, when you do a screening test, you don't want to be exposed to anything that might cause a problem because you're really doing this for large segments of the population. When you do a CT angiogram, you have to give angiogram dye, and there's some people who react to that. So it's right now, if you have no symptoms, probably the best way to assess the long-term risk you might have would be from a calcium score, which is a CT scan without contrast. If you have symptoms, that's when adding the contrast adds the extra value. As a researcher, how do you see this technology changing? What do you see happening in this coming bunch of years? Yeah, well, there are things that are going on right now. Uh, first, what a CT angiogram does is it gives you the anatomy. It shows, is the wall have plaque? Does it have a blockage? But it doesn't say, is the blockage able, does the blockage limit flow to your heart? We just make an assumption about that. Now there's something called an FFRCT. And what we do is we get the CT information, we send it and analyze it uh, through a supercomputer and a special technique, and that tells us, is the blockage able to limit blood flow to the heart? Not just how does it look, but does it actually limit blood to the heart? And it's very, very accurate. And so it's something done uh, by post-processing information instead of having to do something extra to a patient. Are there some limitations of CT angiography? Yeah, there are. Sometimes you have so much calcium in your arteries, you can't see through it because calcium is very bright. And so at a certain point, it's not worth doing, and we often would check to see what your calcium level is in the artery by a a quick picture uh, before we give the IV dye or contrast. Uh, Other times, if you can't cooperate, if you're moving around, you can't hold your breath, or your heart rate's very, very fast, those are other reasons why the scan wouldn't have the right quality. So then talk about the results just a little bit, doctor. Who interprets those results? And then what goes on with follow-up? And also, what do you want patients to know about aftercare? Sure, that's a good point. Well, the person who interprets the results is someone who is uh, already uh, skilled and trained to do so, and this requires special training. It can be either a radiologist or a cardiologist, but if it's someone who doesn't have special training in reading the heart arteries, then it's not a very good way to go. So that's that's a very important part of that, and oftentimes these people will help to design the scan so you get the right information. That's another important thing. It's not as simple as going and getting a CT scan of the abdomen. The general setup has to be very specific for the heart. After you get that information, then the patient has to understand what does this all mean, and uh, that requires really, uh, I think, a conversation with your doctor uh, who gets the information, who will understand what the comments are uh, when they talk about the CT to try to make a judgment. Do you need to be on medication to 
to prevent a future problem like uh, cholesterol medication, or are you perfectly fine and your risk would be extremely low in the next 15 years? There can be a wide range of recommendations based on what we see. This is great information, doctor. So just in the last few minutes, give patients and listeners your best advice for those who think they might have heart disease, who would like to be checked, and who are considering a CT angiogram. Okay. Well, if you have no symptoms and you uh, might have some risk factors, the calcium score, and that doesn't have the contrast, would be your first best step if you're going to have this scan to assess your risk. If you have symptoms and you want to know, do I have plaque and is the plaque the source of my symptoms, then the CT angiogram makes sense. I, you, I would make sure that you go somewhere that's familiar with doing that uh, and that you have a situation where someone can explain the results to you and put it in context so you would know, is this really related to my current uh, problem and what do I do for the long term? Thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.